forever. Dog. Are top model fans born or made? Hey, I'm Shay Coulet, and welcome to Wanna Be On Top, a podcast where I explore the cultural phenomenon that launched a thousand smizes. As always, I'm joined by insatiable power bottom and top model expert Maxwell Esposito. What's going on today, Maxwell? Hey, girl. It was so fun to meet Kara and Lisa on Monday. They're so funny. Where did you find those girls? Did you just say Lisa? (laughs) (laughs) Did I say Lisa? I love that. Honestly, let's just get into it because like, uh, just like host faux pas 101. It's a never, ever, ever. Um, mispronounce your guest's name. Tyra Tippett. And I mispronounce both of their names <laughs> because um, I have a problem um, trying to be bougie when I read things because I, I feel like it goes back to my theater training and everything needing to sound like a, a mid-Atlantic accent. So I always want to like open everything up with my Aras and my Isas um, instead of my Karas and my Lisa. So, like, <laughs> I apologize. And, like, y'all were so sweet. Y'all should have just been, like, bitch. That's not my freaking name. Obviously, our listeners know who I'm referring to. Uh, the host of the hit podcast, That's Messed Up. We have Lisa Traeger and Kara Clank. How's it going? Hi, hi. So great to be here. I like the way you say that's messed up, and I think we need to adopt it. Yeah. That's messed up. You say it great. Because honestly, there are so many moments listening to your podcast where, like, that's really, like, you know, we're, like, diving into, like, SVU episodes. Because my boyfriend and I like to um, listen to it while we cook, and, like, I'll just be, like, chopping up some onions, just, like, really being, like, that's messed up. (laughs) You know? (laughs) It is. The research is really intense <laughs> and wild. You learn the horrors of the world and it's changed. I've become a more paranoid person for sure. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I like you say, you say paranoid. I say alert. Like, I feel yeah. like you're just coming through with all these like new skills. Like I've learned a lot from SVU and just crime shows in general. Like for instance, like whenever I'm going to the gym, I always change my path there because I'm like, if ever someone wanted to kidnap me, they're going to look for a pattern, you know, like, so I never have the same pattern when I walk to the gym. I always switch it up like slightly so that, you know, no one can just like swoop up and know that I'm always going to be at this corner because I'm going to be like, ha ha, not today. (laughs) That's so smart. I do that with my runs in the neighborhood, actually, too. I don't run the same path ever because I'm afraid somebody will follow me. Yeah. People, like, people need, they they have to, like, learn your patterns, you know? Someone's, like, stalking you. So just, like, don't give them any patterns, you know? Just be erratic. (laughs) (laughs) That's the key. Wow, that's such a good one. I don't, 
I'm, I'm trying to think if I go. I try not to leave the house, really. Um, <laughs> no, that's a really good one. Well, you live in L.A., so it's easy to just hide from people in your car. Yeah. Um, hopefully. We'll see. I'm trying to get a car. I was bullied by a dealership yesterday. Um, but I was <laughs> recently in New York, and the cab driver stopped, and I went, this isn't the address. I don't know why you're stopping. Why did you stop? And he went, we're at a red light. Like, that's um, where my paranoia gets too much. I assumed I was going to be taken. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I... And 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 not only that, but I was just, like, walking yesterday, and I almost got taken out by someone in an SVU um, in the Walgreens parking lot. Top model facts. Uh, so it's just all, like, you know, you even got to be watching out for cars as a pedestrian as well, not just... What was I about I've to say? Hit, I've I, hit two pedestrians. <laughs> I, oh, no. I love that you said you almost got hit by an SVU instead of an SUV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. SVU you on know. the brain, baby. I mean, honestly, I, I have been hit by many an SVU in my day. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes <laughs> you get a little, you get a twist and you're like, damn, didn't see that coming. Knocked you right out. Hello. Speaking of SVU, can you guys tell us a little bit about the podcast? You guys do an episode by episode recap of the show. Well, we we jump all over. We don't do it in chronological order. So we choose we pick episodes that are based on true crimes, which is a sh- alarming number of the episodes. So like we will just you know hop from season to season. There's 22 seasons of the show, and uh, we'll talk about we'll recap the episode, and then we'll talk about the true crime that it was based on, and then we interview an actor from the show. Or we've interviewed like the showrunner. We've interviewed a writer. Like we've interviewed a couple of other, but mostly actors. I want it's the actors. costume department. That's like my. I, I need to talk to the people that are doing the costumes. It's too good. Got to learn about the sex crimes, um, baseball yes. teams. Yes, yes. Oh. we do need to learn about like where. Well, we had we had we Diane Neal on our podcast who plays Casey Novak. Yeah, she was like that was what the softball team of the set of the SVU that played against like the regular or like they played yeah. against like narcotics, their t-shirts the said sex crimes. Yeah. The Brooklyn real police unit. Those were their shirts. Wow. Okay. I definitely must've <laughs> stepped out and gone to the bathroom during that point because that is, I love that. Okay. So like they're okay. Me just like imagining trying to go into a thrift store in Brooklyn to find one of those sex crimes on baseball teams. <laughs> they have and them on like baseball. Etsy and stuff. People send us the links all the time. They want our, our listeners want us to like do merch of that. I'm like, I don't think we can, but you know, yeah. <laughs> like you can't. Like, I'm imagining them. Carrie Bradshaw wearing it with a tutu. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. <laughs> like, she cuts it off at the bottom. It's like very cropped. A little bit of a yeah. you uh are you a Sex in the City person as well? Um, yes, I, I, I really, I spent a lot of time with it in my early twenties. I haven't gone back, but yes, like I know my good, a good share of Sex in the City. Yeah, because Cynthia Nixon's SVU is one of it's a fan fan. I mean, it's probably a, it's a lot of people's number one episode. Okay, I I'm not sure if I okay. Can you give me the plot and see if I can follow along? I because would love to. <laughs> is it a younger Cynthia Nixon or older Cynthia? No, it's Nixon? like po- season it's nine. Sexist. It's yeah. Okay, and she plays a woman with multiple personalities. So one is a lawyer or a psychologist. One it works at the museum and is a spider hunter. One is a like a teen with pigtails who wants to fuck Stabler, um, and one 
is it, pissed. Isn't I don't there remember. a Russian one? Oh yeah, one is Russian. Yeah. And basically, you know, there's murder, deception, sisters, all mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. But I'm writing this hunting. all down right now yes. because I'm definitely watching this episode. You like, after it's called alternate. Alternate. Thank you so much. Um, I think she won an Emmy for it. Like she really kills it, or nominated no. at least. But like she really, it's a really. It, she's a great actress. We love it. Actually, I have right behind me. I have. Uh, oh my god! Yes. <laughs> oh my god! You are obsessed. And that's like also just like really good art too. I like the style, yeah. the like the way that yeah. they like you know really captured she, Cynthia Nixon. She actually does a lot of the ho- housewives. Her name's Laura Collins. I bid on it wasted. And unfortunately, fortunately, I won it and had to spend a lot of money on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't so, think I would win. <laughs> question um, for the both of you. Like, how did you discover your your shared love for SVU? Like, what was it about? I mean, like, I know that I just grew up watching it with my mom and my mom is just like a huge SVU fan. And I feel like culturally similar to America's like stop model. It's like SVU, like for instance, what I love the most about like traveling to any foreign country, the one little piece of America that I can always know that I'm gonna find is when I turn on that TV in the hotel room, SVU is gonna be on. <laughs> like SVU is gonna be on. Like that is like just like without a doubt. And I just always love to be able to like you know fall asleep to the sounds of like sex crimes being solved in the background. Yeah, you know? well, you're always home when you're with SVU. Yeah, wherever you go, there you are. Um, you are. We basically, I mean, I like Lisa has a couple shows like that. Like you're you like our Simpsons, Sex and the City. I, I've seen all of Sex and the City, but like I I, ha- I don't. I've watched a few seasons of Top Model, Project Runway, other stuff like that. No, my therapist had to talk to me and uh, say, like, TV is not your friend. You need to, like, learn to not prioritize TV <laughs> shows. Like, it, I, I am a little too much. But, yeah, go ahead, Carol. No, but for, I was just going to say, for me, like, SVU is the only show that, like, has 22 seasons. And I've seen every episode probably multiple times. Like, that's – so I yeah. just – I was – I've always been really into it. And then Lisa and I were, like – in the green room of a comedy show together uh, years ago back in New York and somehow got on the topic of it. And she told me about this Twitter account that's called Doink Doink that you can follow that tells you whenever there's an SVU or a Criminal Intent or a Law & Order original recipe on, it tells you what channel, it tells you the name of the episode and a quick synopsis of the plot. So she told me about that. And then I had this idea for this podcast later and was like, I should do it with Lisa because she is just as obsessed with the show as I am. And here we are. Well, and I was really happy that Kara asked me to do it. It was her idea. And she was toying around with other people. (laughs) And I'm glad that she picked me because it's really been a pleasure. So you made it through the audition process. (laughs) I did. There was like like, one other person. (laughs) Lisa and I are like, we're like a good match. I think if you listen to the show, because like we're both Virgos, but we're the totally different like side of the spectrum of Virgos. And uh you know, I, I think we that. sort of have a fun, complimentary relationship. <laughs> I still imagine the process being like, um, 
the chorus, a chorus line, you know, and <laughs> God, just I like, hope I get it. yeah, Lisa <laughs> and like a line just like waiting to be like, okay, so SVU episode 37. I actually well, imagined I mean, her in a rickshaw going to a go see for the audition. <laughs> so it's funny how our minds went to different places. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love And um, I'm really lucky because I think if I, Kara and our producer are very organized people. And I am not. So it's been really nice to just like have a file and it's in order and calendar invites. You know, it's, it's cool. <laughs> Things are scheduled. We know what's up. Like it's, it's an eye-opening experience to work with people like that. Yeah, I genuinely, I can like genuinely um, identify with that because I just even remember when we were scheduling today and like Maxwell called me and he's like, hey, we're like on. I was like, oh, shit is at 12 not 12 30 and then you came on you were like oh i'm sorry i was at 12 30 uh, i wait 12 not 12 30 and i was just like okay wow we are like the same human <laughs> um, um wait i just thought of a drag question can i ask you or not yeah yeah how do you guys fit everything in tiny little suitcases like all those hats and outfits only two suitcases what are the r- rules that you bend how does this happen okay well we get we get five but even still, Fuck. even still, but people cheat. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> especially like girls who like live like locally in LA, they'll they'll just bring like big, big, big like storage bins, and they're like, "Well, these are my five bags." So, um, they give us a weight limit. So that's how they like can like they'd be like, "Okay, the box can be as big as you want, but you get six hundred pounds," and like that's it. So. The, the queens with small feet um, normally get to bring more clothes. Um, but the queens with the big feet and the heavy shoes, yeah, there's a lot of compromises that need to be made. <laughs> like, because seriously, Miss Cracker's feet are, like, half the size of, like, mine. You, like, put her, like, her heel, like, up next to my heel and then, like, only just, like, barely, like, covers, like, half of my shoe. She, she wears a um, size 7 in women's. That's what I wear. Oh my gosh. That's two sizes wow. smaller than me. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's so like tiny little, these tiny little feet. <laughs> yeah, no, Cracker is a tiny little person, but. So but even cute. knowing it's five, five suitcases helps my brain. I, it's really been um, weighing on me. I remember I just... like the producers getting like, being like, okay, well, they sort of like, they sort of are like trying to squeeze this one on, but it's a hat box. Like, but like, you know, uh-huh. it's like. People are always trying to like. Um... Oh, absolutely! My um, entrance, <laughs> my entrance look for All Stars. I had that a uh, hat box, and that hat box had a look in it because I was just all like, "Well, you know, this the entrance look doesn't go with like everything else into the workroom, so that's a little bit of weight that can be taken oh, off." Right, right. So right. I actually carried like another costume. <laughs> Into the workroom, like, <laughs> just like ta-da. <laughs> so yeah, no, we we try to be magicians. Like it's hard to tell a, a drag queen how to 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 like abide by the rules. We're like, <laughs> but fashion. <laughs> Speaking you know? of your entrance, your entrance, that. your entrance line is my husband's favorite entrance line of any queen. He like loves it. So Thank much. you so much. Because <laughs> honestly, I feel like you guys understand this as like writers and comedians. You're like, okay, this this sounds like funny to me, but like, will it be funny yeah. to to like you know? You're always kind of like toying that around. I was just like, right. this could just like fall flat because they you know they do ask us our our um our lines, and when I delivered it 
they were kind of they were encouraging but I was just so like they didn't seem to live for it I was just so like mm. no I say it randomly all the time and I'm clearly not black so I, like sometimes I feel weird but I, it it's it an it's an homage it's an homage yes yes, yes. Um, I'll take it. it's just so good um but yeah um, yeah, right, we, so you you're so you love SVU too, though Shay. Like you've been always a fan, or like a more recent fan, or like some people people write us and say they've been watching the show since they were like ten, and I'm like, okay, that might be a little young, but I mean, right? I know, honestly, <laughs> like basically around that age because my mom is all, always watching it, and she loved to watch like USA. She loved to watch that and Monk. Like honestly, when it comes to um, TV and film, my mom just likes to see justice carried out. <laughs> so um, as long as that's like the main plot point, she is down to watch it, you know? That's and so funny. I feel like that is mostly what I grew up watching. That like murder she wrote, like just all, all types of like detective stories, you know, Columbo, like everything. Like my mom was just like down for like a detective moment. So once we got to SVU and Mariska Hargitay's fierce haircuts, I was like, you know, like my little gay ass was like, Oh, I'm down for this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I really, we talk about, we love the new trend of TikToks of um, like black people will be like, when I talk about hating white people, we don't mean this one. She's yeah. uh, weird. <laughs> We go back like this. Um, or like when I hate cops, I don't mean this angel. Yeah. Um, Mariska has a hold on the whole country world. It never ends. And everyone that we interview, they might be shaky on Maloney or not remember something or this and that. But every single person is like, she is an angel from this earth. She carries herself on set. She is the heart of beat of this place. She is the most moral, amazing woman. Like everyone talks about her like she really is Olivia Benson. Yeah. And honestly, Chris Maloney, though, he, Detective Stapler, you know, had obviously temper issues, had a really great butt. Oh, yeah. That butt. You might have been on top of it quicker. I didn't realize the butt until people started telling me this past year. I didn't know. The oh my God, that was like a serious moment during all of the publicity for organized crime. And I really wonder if, like, the team was, like, Let's try to make some action happen around the butt or if it was organic, because I would say that helped drive ratings for them. I just hope that there it was like a rogue, like gay cameraman that was just (laughs) all like, I don't know. I kind of like this shot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I would love that. Oh, my God. Secret butt shot. And he's so into it, too. Like he's on Twitter. People are writing him being like. How'd you get all that cake? And he's like, okay, here's what I do to get my cakes. Like, he's really, like, into, I think, all the butt attention. I hope that um, Mariska delivered the cakes. (laughs) Um, Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Um, But when we come back, we're just going to continue diving into SVU and talk a little bit more about that semester. We'll be right back. Okay, so now, Kara and Lisa, you both claim to be amateur detectives, which I love because we claim to be top model experts. Um, You both do some of your own personal investigations of these cases that SVU stories are based on. Um, Have y'all always been obsessed with detective shows? Like, has that always been something that you've loved? 
Yeah, as a child, not a child, like junior high, I got into James Patterson books, detectives, and then I wanted to be a forensic psychologist. That was like my childhood dream. And then I remember, I realized like, oh, I don't want to work in a prison. Like, I'm too happy. I'm too fun. I can't be with gray walls. Like, it's just too sad. Okay, I like, I live to hear about this childhood dream to be a forensic psychologist. Like, what age was this that you were walking around? And they were like, what do you want to be when you grow up, Lisa? And you're like, a forensic psychologist? (laughs) Yeah, junior high. I made my family take me to a wax museum of serial killers at Niagara (laughs) Falls. And they were really upset. All the photos, like, all my family are so confused. And I'm smiling in front of a picture of Charles Manson. Like, um, and then it would be like, um, it was a dom or like it would be fridges with like fake intestines and brains coming out, and I was like loving it. And then I think I'm like your mother, where I do enjoy justice um, and fairness. And I don't know. And then I don't know. And then HBO Autopsy, but I don't know. And I loved SVU, but yeah, I would say junior high is when I got into like crimes and solving and detective things how about you Kara well I started out with like the light stuff like I definitely watched like murder she wrote and like father dowling mysteries and like all the mysteries were like nothing was really ever that violent you know Uh as like uh probably around the same like age you know like sixth grade or something and then maybe even fifth and then you know definitely ramp my way up and I would say I think I saw Silence of the Lambs by the time I was like 13 or 14 and I as Lisa has called me out on the podcast I do bring it up a lot um (laughs) and I just like yeah I always been super into true crime and like I read I remember like reading a book about this woman who killed her kids when I was like on a vacation in like seventh grade like I don't know why I I just like was I just really got into true crime and um ramped up that way and then yeah the show premiered on my birthday actually uh in in 1999 and so i think it's like written in the stars that i would love svu but also um i would say i started watching live with it not until like the early 2000s and then through the usa network i've just seen every episode like a billion times but i love the true crime part of it too because i think that while we all love justice like in a lot of the true crime stories that we research it's like obviously we know that svu is a fantasy and not you know always how it works I also used to watch Oz oh, while you were yeah. talking. That reminded me. I was Oz. a big Oz person. And I think that was my foray into view because of Maloney and all the like familiar characters. But I I don't know if I was watching it for the nudity, the weird rape, the jail. I don't know. <laughs> but I was transfixed. I would like have the volume low because I knew my parents couldn't see that I was watching this aggressive show. But Oz <laughs> was important to me. I remember so like uh uh, classmates in college bringing up Oz and they're like yeah it was like really formative for me like as like a young gay male and I was like what is this show Oz <laughs> and then just like I'm gonna say maybe um four months ago seeing my first like weird like Oz compilation of like Chris Maloney being all sexy and, my, and I was just like whoa I really was like missing out on this like what <laughs> I need to go watch Oz Yeah, I mean, they're all very muscular and very naked and all in relationships with each other. It was probably one of the first shows to have, like, graphic gay sex. I was just going to ask, isn't that, like, one of the first shows to show, like, naked men like that in general? I would say yes. Why don't you expand upon that when you mean like that, Maxwell? Um, Well, I've never seen the show, so... um... (laughs) 
<laughs> Not exactly sure how like that they are, but it sounds pretty gay, right? <laughs> so gay. <laughs> like super gay. Like butt stuff gay or just like. Oh, yeah. Butt fucking in the shower. Yeah. See, that's why I was hoping that I would get Maxwell to say. <laughs> oh, uh, you want to hear me say butt fucking in the shower? Yeah. Like, that's oh, just oh. like all I was trying to get you out of you. You just have to ask. <laughs> yeah, just ask. <laughs> and obviously, but, the power dynamics and like jail and ethics, it all comes to play. But as a kid, it was just like, oh my. But I we've see interviewed. More fucking. A, we've interviewed a couple people from Oz, and Lisa has told them how old she was when she watched it, and they're like, oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's so it's I think about also too like just some of the stuff that I was like exposed to and 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 I think about like I'm a relatively well-adjusted human being and even like now I get to this age where I feel like oh my god they shouldn't be watching that at this age and I'm like well actually you were yeah. watching uh, the plot because I remember this movie Malice with Nicole Kidman yeah. and like I, I was watching that movie when I was like eight years old and I'm like I had no business like <laughs> like her taking birth control via like syringes and shit. like I <laughs> could not even comprehend but was like still like invested in the plot being like wow her and Alec Baldwin full 10 um, well, I, now I have nieces and nephews and I'm the opposite. Instead of being shocked, I unfortunately ruined their lives. I took them to see Keanu thinking it was like a funny movie about a kitten. And then, you know, cocaine, strip clubs, murder. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh my. <laughs> Swords. Okay. Yes. Also, that movie is really hilarious if anyone has never seen yeah. it. Um, but my oldest nephew was covering the younger one's <laughs> eyes, and I was like, "I'm sorry." Like I thought it was about a lost kitten. Get, I didn't know it was gonna be like a full drug gun uh, situation. <laughs> that like the kitten would become like a drug lord later on, and the movie yeah. like fully like decked out in a do rag and chains. You guys were talking earlier about how shocking some of the. Um, the cases you research are. I want to hear about those. Like, what is like one of the most shocking cases that you have done like your own research on that maybe didn't match the story on the show? I'll definitely go into the most shocking in terms of crimes, but overall the most shocking is just how often police really just fuck up, don't trust victims, lose evidence. People have gone to the police station to confess crimes and they go, oh, come on, get out of here, Ed. And like, don't they don't investigate like there was one case at, we haven't covered it but it's a case where three separate women escaped from being tortured in this man's home and the police were like you're a drug addict we don't trust you bye like or people committing heinous crimes as teenagers and they're white men and then they get released at 21 to commit more murders um and so or like releasing violent criminals on bail that then go and kill a whole family so i think like just police errors and lack of just they're just bad at their jobs and so that's been the most i wouldn't say shocking but upsetting and eye opening where it's like they just really aren't good. Um, I would say the most graphic case that really affected probably both of us was Colleen Stan. And she was held captive for seven years in like a box under a bed and hung and tortured and like had to shit in this ball. I mean, it's like really hard. And thank God she got out and it was an amazing prosecutor and forensic psychologist that helped um, land that guy in prison. But it was... 
it's just really awful. It was awful to read about and listen to. And I'm glad she survived. And we learned about Stockholm Syndrome in a real way with that case. But I think being tortured for seven years was tough. I mean, it's like, it's like, damn. Ultimately, when you think about a lot of these, these crimes, it's, it, it like boils down to these people really just being addicted to power. And it's like this weird, it's like this weird thing where you're like, what? in the world made you just really need to feel so much control over another human being. Like, I mean, honestly, I feel like enough pressure trying to control my whole ass life. Like, um, like why is it that people want to enact out in violence? I mean, I don't understand. I'm not even going to try and break it down here. On this, and like um, forensic files. I watch a lot of forensic files. I don't know if that's your other hotel viewing. Um, no, I, I need do- to get to some forensic files. I did spend some time um, over the pandemic I'm going in deep into um, unsolved mysteries, but that kept just throwing me for a loop every time that it was unsolved. I know those killed me. (laughs) Those killed me. Like I was watching one with my husband. I go, so we're just not going to know. And he goes, yeah, it's unsolved mysteries. And I was like, no, like I I like could not handle that. I was like forensic files. The things that shock me are it's like, just let her get a divorce. Like these husbands just brutally murdering people they've lived with for a decade and you're like what is hidden under people like we're talking about like true criminals are out there like yeah. wanting power over people mm-hmm. what about the people that just like normal normal then kill their wives and put them in a wood chipper and you're like what yeah. the fuck yeah. yeah like well well that's we what lisa and i talk about all the time is how so many of these killers are incels they're like men that have been treated badly by women and or it, what mm-hmm. they perceive to be treated badly they they perceive mm-hmm. to be treated unfairly that they're not getting the like female attention that they deserve and so they develop mm-hmm. a hatred for women and that's what like fuels their murderous tendencies like we had we covered this one episode that was actually pretty close to the show uh, where a guy in Alaska was just kidnapping women and bringing them to flying them on a tiny plane to like a huge, like, uh, you know, wilderness area and hunting them like animals. Like, and that's a real story and it happened on the show. And like, it's just like, this was a guy who had so many, as Lisa said, had so many crimes leading up to this and they just kept letting him out, kept letting him like have another chance. And he was a full psycho that treated, and they even said about him, there were women that he felt like were good women and there were women that he felt like were bad women, like women that whose lives didn't matter and women whose lives mattered, you know? And it's just- And that crimes against women, even small ones, like stalking Peeping Tom as a teen, it leads to bigger crimes. So when we talk about little moments of like even a back touch or little misogyny moments, like it needs to be shut down because- yeah, it leads to murder. Someone wrote, uh, I saw a tweet that was like, Facebook was started to judge women's looks and then it crumbled democracy. If you're wondering what toxic masculinity could do. And I just thought that was such a clever tweet because it's like, yeah, you guys all suck. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. Yeah. You fucking suck. Yeah. It makes you and just suspicious. Yeah, scared. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are a couple heroes that you read about, but mostly it's just like detectives doing bad jobs. I know. Like, because it actually just made me think of that um, show Unbelievable that was on Netflix. And I just like that. That one stuck with me for a really long time. That was was so good. It was so good. I loved that. I'm like, you guys really could have stopped someone if you really just believed that young woman. Right. Uh, I feel like that's how the story always goes. Yeah. Yeah. 
And there was like with the case with Colleen Stan, the when she went to the cops, like she was too, or the other white, she seemed too hysterical. So the cops didn't want to believe her. And then on the witness stand, when she was testifying, the jury didn't want to believe her because she was too composed. Wow. So it's like, so you it's can't like, win. You can't <laughs> yeah. win. You literally can't win. Goodness. Yeah. And just that. Oh, another thing I learned that I've been become very passionate about that I never thought of before is like the like what happens to you after you've been abused and that we like judge promiscuous behavior or bad mm-hmm. teens or stuff like that. But that's usually caused because something happened and yeah. we instead like judge slutty teens instead of being like, wait, yeah, does your dad suck? You know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Right. Uh. It's like the. We expect people to act normal when abnormal things happen to them, and it is not fair. It is not fair. Yeah, you literally just took the words out of my this mouth. This is so serious. I hope you're li- – <laughs> like, this is so intense. No, yeah, no, no, no. It is, it's uh, like people come for, spot. like, the top model, but they stay for the much deeper conversations that we have here, you know, about uh, misogyny, sex crimes, and, like, my friend Kim wears snails. Like, These are important conversations. We get it all out here. Well, and like the thing that I think is cool about SVU too is like even though people are like it's copaganda and we're, we co- totally acknowledge that on our podcast we're like it's yeah. a it's a fantasy like Olivia yeah. ben- like they should all be Olivia Benson but they're not they're not and you know but <clears throat> it, the show does teach you things like I've learned so much about like I mean not just like asking a cab driver why are you stopping like I just feel like I've learned yeah. so many things <laughs> about like you know. I, we, I literally just learned about people like on an episode we just did. I learned about like um, a paraphilia that's like being attracted to um, urine or or like you can be attracted to like your like bodily functions. Uh-huh. And it's like kids that are abused, they like turn inwards on themselves on their own bodies. And that's when oh, they wow. become fascinated, like because they're like abused. They have like nowhere to go. So they just like become obsessed with their own bodies and their own bodily functions. It's like, I just never would have learned about that. I just think exactly. that that's like just a random example about urophilia. But like, there's so many things I feel like we learned from Dr. George Huang and uh, like the show about how to protect yourself, how to like, I mean, we had a case about a woman in Canada who was like raped by a doctor when she was under like anesthesia. <gasps> that is so good. That and episode- she knew exactly how to like bag her underwear and like go- get to a better hospital. And it's like, I think shows like SVU do help people like learn about chain of custody and like things yeah. that happen in the legal system that that will help them. I mean, unfortunately it doesn't always work, but you know, yeah. but no, I absolutely love that episode. Um, and y'all should go and listen to it because I was gooped. That was, that was like my very, that's messed up. Like I was like, make, makes you wonder about that because he was also abusing his wife's daughter, like his stepdaughter. Right. And that's kind of like how anyway. Yes. Yes. Good one. I don't want see. I don't want to give too much. Y'all, y'all need to go and listen to it, but yeah, it is yeah. such a good episode. <laughs> And then oh, in yeah. a fun way, and I don't know if you relate to this because Top Model's more like light, but we'll have people write to us about an issue and go, you did such an amazing job talking about this. Thank you so much. It means so much. And then the, the same day we'll get a message going, how dare you talk about that like that, you pieces of garbage. <laughs> and so it's kind of fun to just like 
see humanity in terms of like listener interactions yeah. and how different people take different things you say and not to care about any of it. I don't know, but I don't know if you get a lot of messages like that since it's uh, a lighter subject, but it's interesting that on one, like we are saying the same thing and we'll get messages from sex workers being like, thank you so much. You talk about our profession in such a respectful way. And then sex workers being like, you suck. How dare you say that? So disrespectful. So yeah, it's pretty wild. Ah, uh, well, okay, we're going to keep it on a light note, and we are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we are going to play our favorite game called What Are You Wearing? We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are here with our girls, Kara and Lisa. And I know we spent most of today's episode talking about criminal justice, but of course we had to bring it back to fashion. Here at Wanna Be On Top, we like to play this game called What Are You Wearing? How this works is we are going to give you a scenario and you are allowed to pull anything you want from the pages of Vogue magazine uh, to the clearance bin at Goodwill, to imaginary pieces that you make up in your mind, all to create an iconic look for this hypothetical scenario. All right, okay. do y'all think you can handle it? Yes, I was I worried this. this was about what I was wearing right now, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so, we are watching the latest two-episode arc of Law & Order SVU. Olivia Benson gets a call about a crazy incident in a penthouse in DTLA. The detectives get very little information on what they are walking into, but are told that they need to hurry. They get to the top floor of the penthouse suite, and we see both we see that both of you are the victims of this nonviolent crime. Kara, Lisa, what are you wearing? I'm in a penthouse in DTLA and I'm a victim yes. of a nonviolent crime. Yes. Okay. Together. You are together mm-hmm. in a nonviolent crime. So you guys are going to be giving us that iconic interview. You guys are going to be definitely setting up the plot point for the show. You guys are giving the first iconic interview. What are you wearing in this um, DTLA penthouse? Okay. And let's say the call has come at 2.30 a.m. and it is a Saturday. Okay. I feel like we're wearing like sort of like chic um form like formal wear, like cocktail wear or something. Yes. Like we've just we've been out like part we were at like an event earlier. We've come home, we've come back to like after party in the penthouse, yeah. if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um I'm just I see myself in glitter. Yeah, I'm mirror- thinking of something sparkly. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah. But because it's 2.30 in the morning, I was seeing myself in a, like a glittery dress sequins, but with sweatpants underneath and socks now <laughs> because I don't want to take my dress off. But I'm also like, I need, <laughs> I need to relax a little bit. Yeah, and I'm I wanna... wearing like a sparkly cocktail dress that's like kind of low cut. But I've also, I'm also wearing like a man's blazer that I just was like, give me that. I'm cold. Yeah, you I'm know? cold. Like yeah. I just like mm-hmm. took it. And yeah. um Someone has, and then wait, do we have to tell you what we think the crime is against? <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Also, yeah, give us that. Give us yeah, the whole fantasy. Also, before there, I see myself in like a messy bun with swoopy bangs in the front. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe my hair was down earlier in the evening, but it's up now. For... And like a butterfly clip like <laughs> yes, situation. Yes. Yeah. I love that they're back. I don't know yeah. if they are back, but they are back. Um, and my makeup's smeared at this point. Like yes. there's mascara I was say, I have a, definitely a raccoon eye happening. Yes. Oh my God, I love this. Okay, so then <laughs> what? What is what is the crime? What has happened? Why has Olivia Benson been called to your penthouse in DTLA? Like at this time... She's on vacation. She's on vacation, clearly, because she's on the West Coast. (laughs) But she clearly has a friend who wanted to call her in to this because they're like, we need Olivia. So it wasn't a not, it was a non-violent crime, which is great. So I'm assuming someone broke in and like Uh stole our drugs and art. Uh But they left like a Polaroid calling card type thing. And that has been left in other crimes that are connected to an old Olivia Benson case. Ah. So like the signature is the same from a sex criminal, but I don't know why they only wanted our art and drugs. But and that's it's all one they of those things where it's a copycat killer from New York, but he's oh. in LA now. It's like when Rollins, when Rollins was like, this matches the MO of a case I caught down in Atlanta. You yes. Know? Mm, very bad. This is a Dang. bi-coastal, this is a bi-coastal thing. And this is how they launched Law and Order LA. <laughs> yes, right. Okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm just gonna cast myself. I'm gonna give myself like a quick little roll in this. Um <laughs> I'm going to be uh, the, like, second interview. I'm, I'm going to be y'all's neighbor, okay? I'm the nosy gay neighbor standing out in the hall. Um, I have on um, silk pajamas with, like, um, silk pajamas with little um, jaguars all over them. I'm thinking, like, burnt orange, um, I have on, um, uh, a, like, terry cloth, like, light kind of, like, cream robe over it, because, like, I'm, I'm chilly, the silk, the silk pajamas, um, aren't enough, and, um, the reason why I'm talking to, uh, the police about what had happened last night is because, I'm the one who actually called them with a noise complaint because I actually have to be up early in the morning to go and do florals for um, a very important VIP wedding. Okay, Karen, you could have come over and like knocked on the door and told us to keep it down. (laughs) I can't believe you called the cops on us. (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, and it's crazy because they're all like, there's no way our black neighbor called the cops on us. And I was like, it was me. Well, not only that, but you've hung out with us. We're not strangers. Yeah, and I've done your drugs, which is, you know, (laughs) was cool that one time, but I really had to be up early this morning and I just couldn't. And who's famous that gets, uh, what uh, high-powered clientele gets married on a Sunday, I'd like to know. What kind of brunch wedding is this? (laughs) Um, It's actually, it's Jennifer Lopez's wedding. Wow. To which famous person? A-Rod, Ben Affleck, P. Diddy? Um, Well, the reason why I'm I'm like so on edge is because she's actually getting married to Ben Affleck and he um, kept the um, yellow canary diamond and gave it back to her. And it was very last minute. I literally only had eight hours to prepare. And the, probably the reason why um, you didn't I have time to come is, over. Yeah, because I, I'm too busy doing. I, I've already done all the lines. Like I'm doing like all the the florals now, and I'm just like I'm just like I'm just like wrecked with nerves to try and make sure that Jennifer Lopez's special day is extra special. 
I love I this. love this Ben Affleck thing. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are, but like I'm really here for it. <laughs> I like it too. Um, I mean I yeah. could care less. You could care less. I, I mean, think I that don't, they're kind well, but, of trolling people in a way, and I kind of like that. I guess, yeah, yeah, that's kind of fun. I felt like people didn't really like them together. So I back in the day, I felt like people really like victimized her in the media for being with him and like tr- using that as a prop. So I think it's funny that everybody really likes it now. I like the idea of stars. They're just like us. They're banging exes after heartbreak. Like, I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like stars are messy, too. We love it. Oh my Is god! More, I now I really want to like write scenarios? the spec script for this crazy florist neighbor coke theft episode. Yeah. Well, I also right? want silk pajamas. <laughs> Have you guys yeah. not like already planned what your episode of SVU would be? I feel like that would be such a thing. No. Okay. Like uh, we okay, talk so about like, it on the podcast all the time. <laughs> like our yes, different episodes yes. we would create. I'm, uh, okay, I'm just, my like, dream about- is I want to be carried away in a court scene in hand, like by the bailiff while I'm screaming at someone. Yes. You know, like after a fake com- or like that lying bitch, and then yes. they like p- are pulling me as I kick and scream. That would be like that would be huge for me. And the I paparazzi just- would be everywhere, like taking mm-hmm. your picture. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to interject myself actually as the paparazzi outside calling you both the wrong name. I'd be like yeah. Liza, who did it? <laughs> oh my god. Yes, because what we don't know about the, well, what we find out about the characters in this episode is that they're actually um, having an after party after a very successful live event for their podcast. They're two like very famous um, podcast hosts and they're like at their DTL um, space after they have like a really great like reception in LA. No, we're desperate. I mean, we people from the show do listen, and we are not shy. We are always yeah. like, please. I'm like, I want to play please. a rude defense attorney. Give it to me. Let's go. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I could totally see that. I'm <laughs> that like, be oh. good. I feel well, like you're very well and good, but I'll be leaving with my client now. <laughs> yes. And you have, like, the perfect, like, dismissive defense attorney shrug. It's very, it's like, yeah. Uh, God, I love it. Who would you play, Maxwell, on a on your dream episode of like SBU? Who would I play? I mean, I would probably just play the damsel in distress. I would be the upset, the upset one whose life is ruined. And the cops would just like talk to me, and I would just cry. I think that's who I would be. That would be my the victim for the sure. Victim. Are damsel you a good crier? Oh, yeah, for wow. sure. I'm very emotional, very dramatic, emotional. I'm Italian, so I cry with my hands. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I live. That was so much fun uh, figuring out our, our dream SVU episode together. Thank you so much, Kara and Lisa, for coming on our show this week and chatting about all this fun TV stuff with us. Can you please... Tell the children where they can find the both of you online. Um, I'm at Kara Clank on um, everything, Twitter and Instagram. And then our podcast, our podcast is That's Messed Up on Instagram and Messed Up Pod on Twitter, I think. So um, find us on there. And Lisa. I'm at Glitter Cheese on everything. And then with Kara on That's Messed Up. But... <laughs> I love Glitter Cheese. Thank you. Okay, I don't want to sound silly, but is there glitter cheese? Can you make cheese with glitter? 
I would love it. I feel like I should eventually get some sort of glitter cheesy necklace or I something. I know that they like make like tons of food with glitter in it. And I'm just so like. Yeah. And well, one of the Real Housewives of Dallas made Sparkle Dog, which is pink sparkly dog food. I don't know if, about human food, but we should, there should be some kind of, uh, bill. there's edible glitter for sure. Yeah. We could so make edible like, che- glitter. You should maybe do that for my birthday, Kara. Yeah. Ooh, oh my yeah. God. I'll find like a delicious brie or something that you like and I'll get you glitter. You literally it. just took the words <laughs> out of my mouth, Kara, white woman after my own heart. I was literally <laughs> like, yes. I was like, let's just like, like do a soft little brie and just like roll the whole thing in some glitter. With a little you know, toasted so like, baguette. Ooh. And some like, Slice Granny Smith apple. I actually got (laughs) Kara for her last birthday drag race cookies made, and it felt important. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) And she got me the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent candle, which smells great. Okay. So you're both Virgo. Is your birthday in late August or early September? She's late late August, August. and I'm late September. Oh, okay. So August what? 31st. Okay, work August 31st and you're September 20th. 20th. Which is Michelle okay. Visage's birthday also. Oh, work, queens. <laughs> I love me some Wait, Michelle Wait, are you Visage. a Virgo? No, I'm an Aquarius. Ooh. Yeah, February 8th, baby. Virgo of Aquarius. I was actually yes. just dancing to that this week. I live. You know, I like to um, listen to that when I water my plants for some reason. Like, it just gets me in a good mood. Um, and not, I know we probably have to go. We already did the plugs and stuff. But <laughs> right. do you wear silk pajamas? I do. I okay. do. And the reason why is because um, I, like, sweat when I sleep. So, like, anything that's, like, uh, lots of, like, stuff is, like, a blend with, like, poly in it. And, like, any kind of poly blends make me sweat. So I just, like, uh, put on silk pajamas and I wake up all, like, fresh and dry. Yeah. You know? Amazing. Yeah. I got to get some of those. Instagram. Look, I saw an Instagram ad and I was like, hmm. Oh, they're at, they're coming at me. Lunia's coming at me every day with like the silk PJs. I'm getting. Run, girl. I just said it too. So they're going to really be coming <laughs> at you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, and also to our listeners who are still here through our pajama talk. Um, if you have any questions for Maxwell, myself, or our guests, um, any top model facts, or just want to say hi, you can send us an email to beontoppod at gmail.com. Next week, we will be kicking off season three of America's Next Top Model. So please remember to subscribe to One of Beyond Top wherever you listen and make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us grow. I'm Shay Coulet. And I'm Max Wasposito. And as always, question remains Wanna be on top? Wanna be on top is not endorsed by America's Next Top Model or any other show's creators, producers, or distributors. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. America's Next Top Model and all names, pictures, audio, and video clips are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and or copyright holders. To listen to Wanna Be On Top, ad-free, and Monday early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Make sure to follow at Forever Dog Team and at Mom Podcasts on social and rate and review Wanna Be On Top five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, bitch, I said five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Wanna be on top? It's produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, aka Mom. Hosted by Shea Coulee. Produced by Maxwell Esposito. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Big Dipper, Alaska Thunderfuck, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. 